Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I'm Jake Kokorowski, and we're going to have some fun to start off this week. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin takes on Eastern Michigan, but I want to have a little bit of fun with what's going on and just, you know, a non-conference opener. Uh, we'll, have, we'll talk Eastern Michigan just a little bit, but last week we had some guests come into Madison, and we'll be talking to Charlotte Wilder a little bit later in the podcast, but right now, uh, happy to introduce Mark Titus. Obviously, both Mark and Charlotte host the Ultimate College Football Road Trip sponsored by Dos Equis, and they also are on, they host the People's Sports Podcast on Fox Sports platforms, and, and Mark, thanks for joining us, and it's been a couple days since you've been in Madison, but how are you feeling post-indulgence of a Wisconsin game day and game week? I, I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me, Jake. First of all, I want to say uh, it took a while to get to Wisconsin, but like I, I feel like I got in too deep. Um, I'm a Buckeye. For, for those listening <laughs> who aren't aware of, of my my background, uh, I'm, I went to Ohio State. Um, I am a very proud alum of Ohio State, and as such, uh, the idea of going to Madison and immersing myself in, in Badger culture was not exactly one I was I was super excited about. And I found it very, very easy to immerse myself, like almost alarmingly easy that uh, when I when by the time I left Madison, I had to hose myself down. I was like, this is too much. I got too close. You know, like I, I, I was there was a moment in time where I was looking in the mirror and I was like, am I a Wisconsin fan now? Um, I, I had a great time. It is a uh, I grew up in Big Ten country. I grew up in Indiana and, and went to Ohio State. So Big Ten uh, sports have been my life, my entire life. And, uh, and, you know, and, and throughout my life, I've heard so much about Camp Randall Stadium and, and, and the campus of, of Wisconsin and Madison as a whole. And uh, every time I've experienced Madison, I've been, I've been probably five times in my life, uh, it was always for basketball season. And I, I never really got to fully experience what makes Madison great because, as you know, basketball season, it's, it gets a little cold. And, and every time I go, I would say – I don't get it. Why do people love Madison? Why why does everyone talk about this as a great college town? To me, it's just cold. I don't I don't really understand. I'm here to report, Jake. I finally understand. I get it. I had a great time. It makes total sense why people go nuts for that place. And uh, yeah, I, I I can't thank the people of uh, Madison and the Badger faithful for uh, for the welcome they gave me because uh, I I certainly don't know if Ohio State fans would do the same for for a Badger coming to. Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you are a former book. I was going to save this question for later, but since you brought it up, I saw you, you know, on the show that it's on YouTube right now. We'll have the link up on our pot you know, on our page uh, coming up uh, once, you know, we have the podcast published, but you, you saw you wearing a Wisconsin shirt sweatshirt there. We saw yeah. you wearing at the game, a Wisconsin hockey Jersey. How weird was it as a former Buckeye walk on for basketball to wear Wisconsin gear? It was it was really weird, and I got I had a lot of phone calls from buddies that were like, "Are you okay? Is are you being held hostage? What is going on?" <laughs> and I had to blink twice if we want us to send a helicopter to get you out of there. Um, it it was weird, but uh, I I don't know. It was part of the job. I mean, like the idea with with this road trip that we're doing is to to do exactly that to just like role play as a as a fan um, of these schools along the way. And uh, I, I I just decided to commit to the bit and 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 go all in with it. And if I'm being completely honest, like I've, I've never really disliked Wisconsin. There, there are a lot of big 10 schools that I, you know, if, if, if we, if we take this road trip to Michigan and they ask me to start putting on Michigan stuff, we're going to have to sit down and have a talk um, because <laughs> I, I don't know if that's happening. 
there's I've always had a soft spot for Wisconsin. I've loved uh, you know, like the basketball program I've always I've always respected. The Cole Center, uh interestingly enough, the Cole Center is the only Big Ten arena that I never won in, uh, in my basketball career. Of course I didn't really do anything to help the team win. I was just kind of along for the ride. But um yeah, you know, Wisconsin always had great basketball programs. I always respected how they played and everything. So there was never really like hatred. It was just like I kinda wanna keep this at arm's length. But um yeah, anyway, the, the 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 time I had in Madison, it, it really did. Like there there was a part of me that was like, man, I wish I could be 18 again, like and and be applying for colleges and, and come to Madison and and just go through that whole process. Because uh, yeah, I, I was going around campus with Brad Davison, who, as we know, has been there for 30 years now, and he just kept <laughs> like every stop we went to, he would turn to me and would just like just be smiling. He'd just be like. And people wonder why I came back, and I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. I get, you should you should never graduate. <laughs> you should well, keep coming with, back. I was to say with that too. I mean, you went around campus with Brad Davison, and, and with you know, and he's been he's, been, he's going in his fifth year here uh, and, and whatnot. But what was yeah. the favorite part, not just of of his tour for you per se, but just of any location you got to take in in and around campus and around Madison? I I think that the history of Camp Randall was something I didn't really understand until I I experienced it um again it's it's one of those deals that like you know working in college sports i primarily cover college basketball and and in doing that i get a lot of fans that get very excited about their venues about their campuses about whatever and um you know it's hard to kind of gauge who's credible and who's not because every fan base thinks they have the best this that and the other you know and so I, I've had so many Wisconsin fans tell me that Camp Randall is awesome. It's a great game day environment. And, and I, I kind of listen, but I'm kind of rolling my eyes because I'm like, yeah, you know, like Michigan fans think they have the best. And Ohio State, like everyone thinks they have the best. Um, but so being there and getting to experience the history of it, like how old that thing is. And like the, the history of like Camp, not even the stadium, but like what Camp Randall actually was, like the, the, the Civil War base. And all that kind of stuff. I, I was blown away by that. Cause like I, I, there's a part of me that's like a history buff and I do love all that that goes into it. But I, I guess going in, my knowledge of Camp Randall stadium was that it was built in like 1980 or something. And, you know, it was, just like, it was just like a football stadium. And I was like, I'm sure Wisconsin fans love it, but like there's nothing that special about it. And, and getting to witness a game there, I know it didn't turn out the way the Badgers were hoping, but uh, you know, as a neutral fan, being being able to go experience that and and kind of learn more about the history of it uh, that was definitely a highlight for me for sure. What's funny that my my fourth grader brought it up. We we're in the car driving to school today. But did you know about Camp Randall and this? I go, yeah, but I'm yeah. I don't know what they're teaching in school, but like, okay, teacher gets an A plus. That's hilarious. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean, you, you and Charlotte were in the stadium, and I saw Charlotte. I'll talk to her about her being on the goalpost and, and having the marching band just you know go past her and whatnot. Uh, I'll talk to her a little bit that, about that a little bit later. But you know, as a as a Buckeye, we saw y'all in the stands too. Just how would you rate? The experience both before and and during a game yeah it's uh it, it it's one of the better ones i mean i had I, there were there were a few wisconsin fans that they came up to me and were like listen you, you have to admit that camp randall is every bit as good as the shoot i said you know i can't go that far let's let's not get crazy <laughs> like if i like i know i know i'm like getting a little crazy wearing the wisconsin stuff but i'm not ready to go that far with it yet but uh as far as football atmospheres that was I mean, for Ohio State will always be number one for me for obvious reasons, and I, I understand a bias. But so throw that out the window. Was kind of like Camp Randall was the best football atmosphere I've ever seen. So um, I don't know how how much that matters. I, I probably I, I've not seen like all the great 
you know, the the ones that, that people think are uh, – I grew up in Indiana, so, like, my most of the, the college football games I went to were IU and Purdue games. So, like, maybe Wisconsin fans are like, okay, very low bar to clear there. Um, but it was awesome. It was – like, being able to do jump around, like, they, they were nice enough to let us uh, kind of infiltrate the student section a little bit, and, uh, get experience that from within and, and, and do that whole thing. And uh, it, it was it was nuts. It was, it was very, very good. Now, I have a better understanding of why Ohio State – seems to lose there so often i i i feel like <laughs> this is i i certainly my mind went back to like 2010 i remember ohio state was number one and wisconsin made us look stupid and i, I just thought back on that and i was like oh this makes more sense now because i remember watching that game thinking how the hell are we losing to these guys like what's going on and now i having experienced a little bit i was like i get it i, I understand how we lost to, to wisconsin that night <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say too you know meal wise obviously you know you've talked about the stadiums and the experience but for food, I saw you went to Mickey's uh, Dairy Bar for yep. a meal with Charlotte. Yep. Uh, I saw y'all indulging in some of the the delicacies there with the scramblers. But what was the best meal you had in Madison, and why? I I am a huge cheese curd fan, and I always have been. And I don't know, um, like I, I found that so scramble the scrambler Mickey's is great, and and that was probably in terms of like the the, the meal, like that was the best meal. But the the I found that by the end of the trip, everywhere I was going, I was ordering cheese curds because I, I just couldn't stop it. There, there was one moment where I'm at the bar with a, a, one of our crew at, at Fox, and uh, he steps away. We ordered cheese curds for the both of us to share. He steps away to take a phone call as the curds arrive, and I was, like, just trying to, like, you know, slowly pick at them and, and have one or two and wait for him to get back. <laughs> I, I housed the whole thing. He comes back. He's like – he goes, he goes, what happened to the cheese curds? Did they ever bring them out? And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just tried to play it cool. Um, I, I cannot resist. I don't know what it is. It's like the, it's the most – I don't have to explain it to, to people in Wisconsin. But, like, it, that, that was, so, was so baffling me. I was like, it's just kind of – it's cheese that's just deep fried. I don't understand why these are so irresistible. But I could not stop. You could put a million cheese curds in front of me. I would eat them all. Um and that that was definitely something that uh, that I learned on this trip because uh, I you know the the, the previous times I'd gone to Wisconsin I, I had you know had had some cheese curds or whatever I didn't realize how addicted I was to them until the until I spent four days and just you know immersed myself in, in everything Wisconsin I was like I'm going all in let's go more cheese curds keep them coming. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say too like it's yeah. one thing too yeah. you know, there's just the fried ones which I adore. I'm not a big fan of the fresh yeah. ones which may be sacrilegious no. to some in Wisconsin, but uh, I'm definitely more of the fried type. Uh, and whenever right, we're sure. there, I'll grab them, you know, like either it's old yeah. fashioned or, you know, there's a place out here uh, on the West side of Madison or Middleton that has stuff too, man. But uh, you know, a couple more questions. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just, I was like, I, 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 w- I couldn't believe that. Like I, w- I would get like, no matter where I went, no matter what meal I got, I would I would look for cheese curds on the menu to throw in there. So like I it wasn't it wasn't a meal. It was like the, it was just a an, an add on um, type deal. I don't know. It was it, they were great. I'm I'm team fried too, by the way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Oh oh no, it's all good. No, it's all good. No, I could talk to che- about cheese curds for days. I, I could write a whole <laughs> a whole article just on the art of of a good one, and then which places around uh, the state actually you know have great ones. But uh, you know, yeah. I, I guess I guess with just the 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 you know. The, you know, the ultimate college football road trip, you know, sponsored by Dos Equis. Just how did this all come to fruition with you and Charlotte? I know you all host the, the people sports podcast. Yeah. Just how did, how did this road trip all come about? 
Well, it, it, it was a perfect marriage uh, with the two of us in terms of college football because she will admit that she doesn't know a whole lot. She grew up in the Northeast um, in, a, in a culture that did like college football. She did not live and breathe it. And, and so for, she, she is bringing the perspective to this road trip of just kind of a fresh newbie who's like just, you know, uh, wide-eyed and just like, I, I, I want to take it all in. I've, I've watched from afar. I'm ready to take it all in all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, I am the opposite in that I think I know everything about college football because I went to Ohio State, and that's how Ohio State fans operate, is that we, we are the best. We, you know, <laughs> we have that arrogance about us, and I'm self-aware about that, that uh, as it turns out, I don't know as much as I thought I did. I just know about my school. Um, so I, I am looking so much forward to this because uh, it, it is like a learning experience, and, and doing this job covering college sports, it is so, so fun to – um, just experience different cultures, you know, like that is what makes college sports so great is that uh, all of these schools are kind of representative of, of the communities and the states and the cultures of those states and, and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, I, I, I love, I love just taking it all in. So uh, it, it worked out well in week one, Like Madison was a perfect place to go for week one. Like, I think that, that we, we knocked that out of the park with the scheduling. Um, but, but yeah, we're, we're, we're excited for, for some of the stops we're making. And, uh, I, I admittedly don't know a ton about like some of the places we're going. I know we, we're, we got like Texas A&M coming up. Um, we're, we're going to go to a Texas A&M game. And that's one of those deals that like, I've seen so many videos of their chants and I've heard about their 12th man, but I, I don't, I can't, I don't know about Texas State. I don't know a whole lot about it and I'm ready to, to, to get my hands dirty and get in there and, put on a Texas A&M jersey and be in their student section and pretend like I'm a fan for, for those four days. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, and having fans back in these stadiums and all that, I think that's kind of ultimately what we're trying to do here is just kind of celebrate college football for what it is because, um, you know, the pro football exists and, and there are a lot of people that think that, that pro is the best because they have the best players. But those of us that, that love college sports know that it's not just about, like, how talented the players are. There's so much more that goes into it. Uh, in terms of traditions and 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 the the fans and all that kind of stuff, and I think that's what we're trying to do on this road trip is just highlight all that stuff that makes it great, you know. So absolutely, and you kind of you said things perfectly where I was segueing into my last question for you. I mean, you're heading back to your college home in Columbus next week or this week, I should mm-hmm. say, Oregon, Ohio State, big uh, non-conference matchup between the Pac-12 and, and the Big Ten and and whatnot. Uh, how excited are you for that? But just you, you mentioned oh, Texas man. A&M, but how are you excited for the other stops on this tour too? Where yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, Oklahoma, LSU, uh, Texas, Ole Miss, Florida. It's this seems like a, an amazing road trip for both you and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it is. Is like we just want to highlight, you know, I, I, I what, what's funny is like being an Ohio State guy. Um, you know, I, 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 you kind of just gravitate to your school and that's what like, so I'm obviously excited this week to go back home and, and get it, go to the shoe and it's going to be a great game. And, uh, you, you see a lot of familiar faces and do all that. But, um, m- most of my college football experience is just going like whoever Ohio state is playing. Maybe I'll go to the road game. Maybe I'll watch it. But like, I've never really stopped to appreciate the SEC for what it is. And I know the SEC fans believe that they have the best college football conference, all that. And I'll watch the games on TV. I've never been to a game at LSU. I've never, I've never gone tailgating at Ole Miss before. I've never, uh, you know, gone to the Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville. And the opportunity to do that this year, I, I am, I really am just over the moon about it because uh, I, I love it so much. I love just experiencing new cultures and and 
you know, like all the people in Ohio believe that they do it the right way. They're like, our tailgate is how we do it. This is how we cheer for our football team. And people in Mississippi say, nope, that's not it. This is how you tailgate. This is how you cheer. And they're both right, you know. And, and that's what's great about college football is that everybody is kind of right in how they go about it and how they, they do it. And uh, I, I'm excited to, to experience it all because, um, you know, I've, I've been following the sport my whole life and, and I, I feel like I do know a lot of it, but, but I have a lot to learn. I do have a lot to learn and, and I'm hopefully going to learn some of it this year. So. Mark, it's great talking with you. Where can people find you? You know, what, what else can we help promote on this? It's, you know, I've, I've watched all the content. It's amazing. It's fun. Uh, and it's a great way to yeah. look at, at campus. Where, where, where can we find all the content? At? Yeah, find, uh, we're at, at CFB on Fox, uh, on all the social, the social channels. Um, we're, we're going to be pumping that stuff out. Obviously big new kickoff on Fox. We're, we're proud of that show that, that Fox puts together and, and Charlotte and I might pop up on there time to time, but, uh, yeah, you can follow follow Charlotte. I think she's at the Wilder Things on her uh, Twitter, and I'm at Club Trillion on Twitter. And I will just be, we'll just be throwing stuff out. I don't. Who knows what it's gonna? We're, we're kind of excited about that too. It's like we don't really know what form this is gonna take. We just want to go to these places, try to highlight some cool stuff, and and share it with people that maybe have never been before. So, um, yeah, that's it. At CFB on Fox, though, I think is 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 the spot we're gonna be pumping all this stuff out. So you can go check it out there and. Uh, Join us for, for, for this ride, although i got to warn all the Badgers fans, maybe take this week off. I'm going to go to Ohio State, and I'm going to be very obnoxious because, I, boy, <laughs> do I love my school. And I think we have a good football team this year, so I might be a little obnoxious this week. But jump back in in a couple weeks, and we'll have some fun. <laughs> Mark, it's great talking with you. Uh, hopefully we, we see you back in Madison down the road. Uh, thanks again for making time today, and, and you know, best of luck with the show and, and all the road trips, and hopefully the frequent flower miles you'll be accumulating along the way. I appreciate it, Jake. Good talking to you. Folks, that's Mark Titus. We're going to come back. We're going to, well, first pay some bills uh, with some ads. Come back. Charlotte Wilder will join us. And then after that, we got Eastern Michigan preview coming up here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. We are back at the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I'm Jake Kokorowski, and we just talked with Mark Titus. Now joining us as part of the ultimate college football road trip sponsored by Dos Equis and also the co-host of the People's Sports Podcast on Fox Sports Platforms. We've got Charlotte Wilder on. Charlotte, it's been a few days since you've been in Madison, but are you recovering well? Did you, did, you know, how is the experience overall for you? Oh my gosh. First of all, thanks for having me, Jake. I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. It was, it was really pretty magical. Um, you know, it was the first stop on this big road tour. I had, I, I knew what to expect, but you know, you never fully know what to expect. And, uh, you know, the university just rolled out the red carpet for us. And, uh, I, it felt very special getting to sort of assume the identity of a Wisconsin fan for the weekend and really experience, um, what game day is like, especially after these two years where, it's just been it's it's been two years since we've had the full experience. So I just I absolutely loved it and um you know, recovered, slept a lot, <laughs> ready to go again this weekend. But um it's I, I feel I felt very lucky to be able to experience everything there. I was gonna say too, your your co host Mark, obviously a former Buckeye walk on for the basketball program. Did you give him mm-hmm. any crap for wearing Wisconsin gear, uh being a former Buckeye? <laughs> No, because you know we this this tour is sort of um, 
unique in that we are assuming the identity of the fan for the weekend. You know, we are we are going to these iconic schools with, you know, unbelievable football programs and we are really getting to experience what it's like. And I and I think, you know, Mark was joking around about it, but we were both we we kind of took that seriously. Like we, we took uh, the responsibility of, of playing that role um, and, and being that fan. And I think you just sort of have to set yourself aside a little bit and really give in to the experience. And, you know, talk about that experience. You spoke with the UW marching band. I have experience because I have a couple old roommates from UW that, played mellophones uh shout out to rank seven back about 15 years ago a uh, big love to don and jeff mm-hmm. and a shout out to megan nick and angie you know uh some old friends from uh back in my day right before i graduated or after i graduated but just how much fun did you have not just being at band practice but you also sat under the goalpost and you had them run past you during pregame when they entered the field just how was that all it was, I mean, you know, it's funny. I've had a few people, but, you know, in my life and, and uh, you know, strangers on the internet be like, oh my God, you just look like so joyous. Like your enthusiasm was out of control. And I said to them, I was like, you know, I, none of that was contrived. Like that was my complete authentic reaction. I have always loved marching bands. I think there's something kind of romantic about them. They're the heart and soul of the fan experience. You know, you hear, you hear the drums, you hear the brass instruments, and there's something that it's this response that you can't help but feel excited and joyous. And it's a special occasion. And I've always been just so amazed by what they're able to do. I mean, the the formations, how they know where to go, it, it blows my mind. And these people are athletes. Like they were sweating through their clothes. Their, you know, sweat was dripping out of their trumpets at practice. It was almost three hours that I was, you know, at practice with them and they're stepping the whole time. I mean, I think my calves would fall off if I tried to do that. (laughs) Um, And they, they managed to play music well at the same time too. And I think that there's just something infectious about it. And, um, so I, I really was just like so thrilled. It was probably one of the most delightful experiences I've had in my career. And then getting to stand there while they took the field, you know, my face, I, I, I look like I'm, you know, witnessing the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life because I kind of was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there, there, there was also a real sense of community about it. Like I got the idea I, I really felt how much these people love each other, how much they're a team, how much they're a crew. Um, I felt very special, you know, Josh Richland, the the drum major, he saw me and, you know, like pointed to me and I was like, Oh my God, it's my buddy, Josh, you know, I'm famous. I'm with the <laughs> band. And uh, so it was just a very um, comforting experience. And I think, seeing them practice, seeing how hard they work, talking to them about it. There were a lot of fifth-year seniors who came back because they didn't have a real senior year last year. And to be able to witness their their hard work paying off in this really monumental moment when they finally took the field in front of a full stadium for the first time in a long time was very – it was an honor, honestly. Like, I, I, I really, really felt very lucky to be there. 
I also say with that too, we'll make sure we link that article up on, on badgerblitz.com when we release the podcast. So everyone listening will be able to check that out on badgerblitz.com. And we'll have that linked uh, obviously uh, from the Fox sports website too. And I guess just, you know, you were here for, you know, a couple of days, just uh, what's one place in and around campus or even just Madison in general that stood out to you the most? You know, I think that the the student terrace, the what is it called? The what's yep, the full the name? Union terrace. The lake? Union terrace was. It was you know we were I was sitting there with Mark and our producers and we were it was the end of a long day and we were sitting on the terrace and looking out at the lake and there were these sailboats and people taking paddle bo- paddle boards out and I was just like oh man why didn't I go to Madison you know like it was such an I've never seen something that beautiful and sort of serene at a college campus. You know, the, the, the campus is literally, it ends at a lake. And I think I, you know, I went to a small liberal arts school up in Maine. I went to Colby college and it reminded me a little bit, a lot of, a lot of my friends, if, you know, and when we were juniors and seniors lived off campus and they had houses on lakes, and I think that in a place, especially that's very cold, you know, I, I was like, oh, man, they have this lake. Why didn't I just go to Madison? And everyone was like, oh, wait two months, wait till winter. And I was like, <laughs> no, I experienced that. Like, trust me, it was I, I know what it's like to go to school in a cold place. And I think that it makes those few months when you can be on the water, when you can experience the natural beauty of a place that much, that much more special. And um it was just a, it was just really really great to see you know it was freshman move in weekend and the parents were there and everyone was like wow look at this place and it, it felt uh I felt like I was moving in I was like well what's my first class you know what am I taking this semester <laughs> That's awesome uh you know and it's it's one thing too I've lived in Madison since I've been at you know since I went to UW for the most part mm-hmm. and I feel sometimes like we we take things you know in the city in general is, is beautiful uh and i feel like sometimes we take that for granted where you know you know we took the kids to the terrace a couple of you know maybe two three times this summer uh even my wife mm-hmm. and my myself we, we went there and, and you know you feel like you take it for granted or state street or you know even on saturday mornings they, you know they have the farmer's market during the summer uh, i guess just mm-hmm. overall with 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 the ultimate college football road trip are you hoping to have the ability to kind of you know, re- I don't want to say reinvigorate, but just have the ability to show what different cities can offer, what the game day atmospheres are offered. Maybe that some people just take for granted, especially within their own fan base. That's a lovely way of putting it, Jake. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I think that it's very easy when you're in your own life um, to get used to things. And, and I don't want to say take things for granted because I, I that's not necessarily what I mean. I think a lot of people who have good things going are very aware and very grateful for it. But I do think that it is, you know, I I was first of all sort of blown away by how chill and lovely everyone was in Madison. Like the, I, I didn't have any negative fan interaction. I didn't, there was nothing sort of ugly going on at the stadium, which is actually pretty rare. And I really appreciated that. And I think not only would I love people to, you know, take a step back and be like, wow, it really is beautiful here. Or, you know, these traditions we have, like I teared up when they started, everyone started singing varsity and, and I didn't have that experience of a big school with a big football program that meant something to an entire state. And, you know, there's this old couple, their arms around each other singing this and they weren't there with their kids. They weren't there with grandkids. They were just there with each other. And I thought, you know, what a special 
thing. And so, yeah, if, if our going to these places um, can sort of highlight that or make people take stock of it and be like, oh, yeah, well, like I, I do love this place or I am proud of this place or, you know, that would be a that would be very humbling to me. Um, and I think I'm, I'm just so excited to see these different places and, and um, I take it very seriously, I think, honoring the fans and the traditions. I think that a lot of college football stuff or a lot of things in sports in general, if you're not immersed in it can seem kind of silly or can seem funny or, or people are inclined to make fun of it. Um, and, you know, it, to me, the most, amazing ability I think that fans have is to let go of any idea of what is cool or appropriate or you know and and, and just really give in to the emotion of it I think that it's a hard thing sometimes to publicly be emotional and I think that sports give people even if in your personal life you're not great at it I think in sports it's very easy to let yourself go and and I don't take that lightly and so I I hope that, you know, by our going to these places and, you know, clearly me losing my mind over something like the marching band, maybe that'll give other people permission to be like, oh, wow, yeah, this is really cool. I, I guess with that, too, you know, with the Ultimate College Football Road Trip sponsored by Dos Equis, just what do you hope to, you know, we're kind of going off that your answer there just what do you hope to experience and just what are your expectations for the show going throughout the season where you're going to Columbus this weekend and just other great college football destinations as well. I mean, you know, first of all, I think I'm I'm very grateful to Dos Equis for sponsoring something this ambitious. Every place I've worked before Fox Sports, I've pitched this, actually. I've been like, hey, why don't you guys send me to college football games and I'll, like, find stuff. And everyone's like, uh, all right. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. And, you know, I, I did it uh, in a sort of smaller capacity at Sports Illustrated, and that was very special, but it wasn't on on camera. It, it it wasn't sort of to immerse myself in in the fan experience. It was for a specific story, and I think that this is what I hope for. This tour is. I mean, it's it's a dream come true. Honestly, it's the biggest opportunity of my career. It's it's a huge um, moment for me personally, and I think it's also a big moment for our our team at Fox Sports Digital. You know, this is a pretty ambitious undertaking, and for us to do this, um, I, I can't really think of another digital activation this significant. And so I really hope that we are able to, these are all places that have uh, just are bucket list items for me. You know, we're going to, we're going to LSU, we're going to Texas A&M, we're, we're doing Florida, Georgia, we're, you know, these games are some of the best games of the year. I mean, you know, Oklahoma in two weeks, like it, these are all places that I, that, you know, the Grove, like I, you know, I get excited just talking about it because these are things that since I've worked in sports, people have been like, what, what items are on your bucket list? And these games and traditions and, and the depth of history and importance they have for their communities and their schools is just like, oh, you know, it's huge. And um, so I just hope that, I hope we're able to do it justice, to do these places justice and to, to come away. I hope that someone who goes to these schools or went to these schools or loves these schools, um, you know, can watch and read and listen to what we come away with and, and feel um, seen and, and honored and um, kind of understood. I think if, if that's the reaction we get from people, then 
we will have done our jobs right. Just two more questions and, and we'll let you get ready for, for heading out for another road trip coming up for you, Charlotte. But first off, what was your favorite meal while in Madison? Favorite meal in that oh Mickey's. Hands down Mickey's. That coffee cake was prop I mean, that was out of control. And then the scrambler. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, Jake, I was not excited. I was like, I don't think I wanna eat <laughs> eggs and gravy at ten in the morning before I have to do a day of filming and I ate it and I was like, Oh, okay, never mind. This is the only thing I wanna eat for the rest of my life. Like people hyped it up. They were like, You gotta go to Mickey's and I was like, Okay, well what's the deal with Mickey's? Like, why is this place so special? And then I got there and saw the signs on the walls that have clearly been there since nineteen forty six and you know, and the food lived up to it and the vibe was great. And I, you know, that was, um, you know, I was actually telling my boyfriend, I was like, I would take you back to Madison just to take you to Mickey's if we did nothing else just to get the scrambler. <laughs> That's fantastic. My absolute last question for you. And I appreciate you allowing me to ask this as I am a huge Paul Rudd fan. Uh, Ant-Man <laughs> rocks for Marvel. Uh, obviously all his movies. I am just a huge fan. My wife still won't let me buy the Ant-Man action figure. Cause she's like, what are you gonna do with an action? Oh, figure? I'm like, it's Paul. Uh, sorry, yeah. Laura. I love you. I love you, dear. Uh, if she hears this, <laughs> I know, but, uh, just, I, you had that great interaction with him on the plane, but then also, mm-hmm. you know, in the locker room with, with the Kansas city chiefs, just how, <laughs> how did that all come about? How organic and just how, out of worldly was it like how did just you how did you experience it all during that time you know back what almost you know two years ago well it's, it's funny you asked me about that because that you know i think that the the paul rudd thing was the only time i've gone viral on the internet where no one's hated me like there was no there was there was only one side to that story but um and it was, I mean, it happened because I'm an idiot and a moron and very obnoxious. And, you know, we were getting on a plane to go to the AFC championship game. Yeah, that's what it was. And um, I'm in the, I'm in the, um, at the gate at LaGuardia and Judy Batista, who writes for NFL Network was, she and I were standing there and she was like, oh my God, that's Paul Rudd. And I was like, oh my God. And I had just watched his Netflix show the, that week, um, Living With Yourself. Uh, which oh, right. so I so I had spent the week with Paul Rudd and then there's Paul Rudd at my gate with his son and I was like oh my god do I say hi? like I can't say hi I can't be that person um so I didn't say hi and, you know we get on the plane and then as I walked by him I was like you know <laughs> I was very tempted to say you know that meme where he has the from hot ones where he says uh you know hey look at us who would have thought Yes. And I was like, man, it would be really funny if I went up to him and said that. And I was like, I can't say that. But I, so I tweeted, Paul Rudd is on my plane, you know, fighting the urge to say that to him. And then the tweet kind of blew up and everyone was like, oh my God, you have to. And, you know, <laughs> at this point, you know, I think you could, I, I did it for content and I apologize to, to Paul Rudd for, you know, involving him in, in my uh, content idiocy. But, uh, you know, I I was where I also I think part of the story people don't know is that I looked a little nuts. I was wearing I couldn't fit my big boots in my suitcase, and I was wearing these kind of um, hideous running tights because I couldn't fit those either. And I had this massive coat on. I looked a little I looked a little unhinged, and um, I went up to him as I, I I went to the bathroom, and on my way back, he was there 
with his son and I, I walked by him and I was like, oh, I have to do it. Like I have to do it for Twitter. I can't let people down. And uh, I just went up to him and I was like, Hey, I just wanted you to know, like, loved your Netflix show. It was so great. Um, and he was very gracious. He was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I said, you know, I was going to come over here and say, Hey, look at us. Who would have thought, but I didn't, but I guess by telling <laughs> you that I kind of, and he started laughing. He was very cool about it. He was like, Hey, don't, you know, thank you. Don't worry about it. Um, and so I, you know, I tweeted that I did and he was nice and everyone got even more excited about that. And then he was in the locker room after the chiefs won. And I, someone, someone told me that he was in the locker room and I was covering the Titans that week. So I was in the press box on a deadline. I'd gotten all the quotes I needed. I had to, you know, be writing in the press box. And, and I saw someone tweet that he was in the locker room and I was like, oh man, this is my moment. So, you know, on a deadline, I leave my computer, I sprint down to the locker room I see him in there I'm so frazzled that I just like sprint up to him and I go Paul it's me the girl from the plane and he just puts his arms out and he goes hey look at us who would have thought and I just you know completely lost it and and then he was he was lovely you know we had a we had a really nice conversation but it was sort of a um I think it was just and, and so I tweeted that and sent you know we took a picture together and I, I put it, his son took the picture and I tweeted it. And I think everyone was just sort of excited that there was a story that was wrapped up nicely with a happy ending that had absolutely zero controversy attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was fantastic. I saw that and I was insanely jealous uh, for that. Matter. But, uh, but Charlotte, we thank you so much for your time and just uh, and everything uh, for the, for the podcast, uh, you know, safe travels to you you and Mark uh, for all your destinations this fall and, and beyond. And uh, we'd love to have you on down the road too, if you'd be willing to, to chat more about college football and, and life in general. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jake. I, uh, I really appreciate it. And um, I just want to say, you know, huge thank you to everyone in Madison who made us feel so welcome. And um, it's going to be hard to top. I think the other schools uh, are going to have to compete with my heart because I might be a Badger fan right now. <laughs> and of course you can ch you know, check out charlotte and mark the ultimate college football road trip sponsored by dos equis uh every week and then also the people's sports podcast on fox sports platforms folks are going to take a quick break uh pay some bills with some ads come back preview eastern michigan wisconsin coming up here on the badgerblitz.com podcast And we are back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, brought to you by Overtime Media. Big thanks to Mark Titus and Charlotte Wilder from the Ultimate College Football Road Trip, sponsored by Dos Equis. Really appreciate them. And again, when you go to BadgerBlitz.com, check out the link to this podcast. You're going to see a couple of the embedded videos and tweets from their time in Madison. So big thanks to them again. For folks wondering why uh, we we had him on and maybe didn't focus as much as the you know the loss to Penn State this week. Well, one we have these podcasts usually Wednesday to Thursday. We record. I don't know how many people actually wanted to discuss the struggles of the offense, the red zone worries, the defense having some uncharacteristic lapses on on three key plays. Really, so I wanted to just. Have fun with it. Enjoy. Get a great outside perspective from what Mark and Charlotte can bring uh, in in 
seeing Madison and enjoying what the campus has to offer. So I uh, had a lot of fun with them. Big thanks to Mark and Charlotte. Now let's, let's get to maybe last five minutes, 10 minutes of the show talking about Eastern Michigan. Now, of course, just let's get some basic info for the game. Wisconsin now number 18 and they're taking on the Eastern Michigan Eagles. That'll be a 6 p.m. kickoff, of course, on FS1 at home under the lights of Camp Randall Stadium. For that note, Wisconsin leads the all-time series 3-0 over Eastern Michigan. All the games have been played in Madison, so they have all been home games for Wisconsin in this series between the Big Ten opponent and the MAC program. So, Really, it's going to be interesting to see just how Wisconsin bounces back on that note. you To me, this is sort of a lose-lose type of game. Reason being, and how I'll coin it as, is that, and I put this in our, uh, our notes today for the five burning questions, Wisconsin blows out Eastern Michigan after that loss to Penn State, and then you're looking at well, this is what they should be doing. They should be beating Eastern Michigan like they beat Central Michigan 61 nothing in 2019 or 40-something nothing to Kent State you know, back in that same year. But if it's a sloppy win or maybe even just a comfortable win, like maybe you saw against Western Kentucky or New Mexico in 2018, even though the scores looked impressive, it wasn't necessarily, in my eyes, dominating wins before that loss to BYU, and we all remember that season in 2018. So uh, it really, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if we'll get to see how Wisconsin truly responds until they play Notre Dame two weeks from Saturday on September 25th in Soldier Field. I think that's going to be the next litmus test of did they learn from the mistakes against Penn State? They're going to have a week to rest up on that open weekend coming up next Saturday that whole weekend, and then they'll have a week to prepare for Notre Dame. So we'll see just what they can do against Jack Cohn and the Fighting Irish then. But of course, they're not going to overlook Eastern Michigan. And, you know, we're not either in terms of just kind of breaking down what they did last week. They won 35-15 against FCS program St. Francis. Ran for over 200 yards. Third down percent, you know, conversions, just about 46%. Uh, Really overall... This, you know, this team has a two quarterback system. And in terms of players to know, let's go real quick with players to know. We'll give you three of them. One of them is going to be a former Wisconsin commit. Decommitted, went to Cincinnati. Now is at Eastern Michigan. That's Ben Bryant. And last week he was eight of 10 passes, 126 yards. Uh, another, another one, maybe it's a two, we'll lump two and one here. Preston Hutchinson's the other quarterback, 7 of 12, 63 yards and an interception last week, last Friday. So those two players are going to be big to know. I think offensive lineman City Sow is someone to know as well. He had an 84.4 grade from Pro Football Focus last week. And, you know, if you read our Q&A with Hustle Belt this week, they noted that Sow should be an NFL-type prospect uh, and... You know, apparently it's part of an offensive line that's very veteran or up, you know, in, in terms of game experience. Um, the third player I'll call out for Eastern Michigan is Teron Rush, uh, a defensive lineman. 
Last week, he had five tackles, one for loss, uh, which was a sack, along with three quarterback hurries. Wisconsin, we saw what happened last week. Pro Football Focus actually said Penn State, they credited Penn State with 16 pressures overall. They got to him twice with two sacks. Of course, you know, two intentional groundings there. But Wisconsin needs to do a better job at that line in terms of pass protection and allowing Graham Mertz to, to be comfortable in the pocket and be able to make his reads uh, and, and accurate throws. We're going to see just how things change this week from week one to week two. Obviously, the opponent level in terms of talent may not be as high as Penn State. So that's a t- I mean, no matter what you say, it's a tough going when you have that. You know, it's a consistent, normally top 20 team with James Franklin's bunch. So we'll see what they do against, you know, Chris Creighton and the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Really, I think I only have two keys to the game. I think the first one, I think, really is this established dominance early. If this is a team that they have still their Big Ten West division goals ahead of them, they, depending on what happens with the season, we'll see what happens beyond that. But they have to establish dominance early. They have a top five, top ten defense, I feel, still. And yeah, they had some blips because Mike Yersich's offenses, offense and the adjustments in the second half really allowed them to take advantage of Wisconsin's rules uh, on the defensive side of the ball and the miscommunication as well. But I think one thing, Wisconsin has to establish that dominance early on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. Can Wisconsin really start, you know, utilize that run game with Ches Malusi, Isaac Garendo, Maybe even Jalen Berger. We'll see. We'll see just how deep they go with the run, with the tailbacks this week. And we saw just that one of the bright spots was Malusi's day: 121 yards, 31 carries in that third quarter touchdown. Um, Garendo, 56 yards rushing on 13 carries. He looked really good in my eyes. Uh, and if he stays healthy, I think he could be a great complement in that backfield. And if we we all know what Berger can do. I think he'll take steps forward too. Um, but I think on the defense side of the ball too, just obviously everything with Wisconsin stop starts with the run, stopping it, and then forcing third and longs, and then Wisconsin can you know pin their ears ears back, get the pressure going. I think that's going to be key on Saturday. I think they will be able to do that. But uh, and on both sides, like I said, going back to offense, not just running the ball, but pass protecting Graham Mertz, allowing him to make throws that are needed. Make you know, and then I think. Maybe even just a confidence boost. Maybe this is the second key, is just really having, you know, Mertz. You know, it maybe have a good bounce back game. Just I don't know if being in rhythm is a how would you say? Yeah, I don't know if it's a cliche thing, but just getting comfortable, having the ability to to hit his receiving targets, whether it's at wide receiver with Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Jim Ray DK, tight end Jake Ferguson, who had a career nine high nine catches last week or the backs out of the backfield for that matter. But I think having a good bounce back game will be key for him. We'll see just what the game plan is and, and how they execute it. And especially with the, I feel they have a rejuvenated running game compared to what they had last year. So those are really my two keys. Uh, maybe the third one is just with that pressure. If this is a bonus one, creating turnovers out of that, obviously that make it a longer day for Eastern Michigan, but you saw the pressure with pro football focus credited Wisconsin with 19 total hurries. There are two sacks altogether, uh, officially in the stat book, one from Jack Sanborn, 
And then in that third quarter, Nick Herbig uh, with a sack of his own. So I think Wisconsin had, you know, like I said, you've seen the pressure. Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, thought they had great pressure there. Now third key just to really drive home that dominance, not just win both sides of that ball, on the def- especially with the defense side of the ball, but also creating turnovers, creating havoc, making things uncomfortable for Bryant and Hutchinson going forward coming up on Saturday. So those are my keys. Uh, my prediction right now, I think though, I'll go, I'll go 52 to seven right now, Wisconsin. I think they do bounce back. I think the defense will want to show that they are top five unit again. Not necessarily. I mean, they're not going to take the opponent lightly heading into this open weekend, especially already at and one on the season. I think the offense does bounce back. I think they're going to be able to run the ball again. If they did that against Penn State, I think they'll be able to do it against Eastern Michigan. And I think that also opens up the passing game, some play action. Uh, I I predict the bounce back game for Mertz. And then I think Malusi, uh, my bold prediction from this week's 3-2-1 was Malusi going for, I think, over 140 and Isaac Garendo getting over the century mark. We'll see if that actually happens, but that's my bold prediction for the week. So I'll go 52-7. Right now, Wisconsin, uh, and we'll see just what happens there. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. And again, thanks to Mark Titus and Charlotte Wilder for joining the show. Tune in next week. Well, we'll figure out what we're going to be doing next week. It's an open weekend. Maybe we'll rehash what we've seen the first two weeks of the season. Maybe look ahead to Notre Dame even a little bit as well. So we'll have a lot of fun there. Of course, like us on Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on Badger Blitz, on Twitter, at Badger underscore Blitz. For me, it's at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. But then, two with this podcast, find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you have podcasts, we're there. Tune in next week. We'll have some more fun. Thanks for listening, y'all. This is Jake Kokorowski. We'll talk to you on another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. <laughs>